Welcome everyone to our Women in Chemicals one-year anniversary celebration. I'm Amelia. I'm here with my co-founder, Kylie. Kylie, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming. And we plan this just to be a celebration of everything we've done this year to introduce you to myself and Kylie a little bit better um, so that you guys get to know us a little bit better, hear our founding story, talk about what we've accomplished this year, and talk about what we see for the future of Women in Chemicals. Um, we do want this to be a very interactive event, so we encourage you to write in the chat box. We're going to have some trivia later on, some polls later in this event, some Q&A. So please uh, participate however you feel you'd like to. So just to give you some expectations, we're going to quickly walk you through our sponsor today. Uh, Kylie and I will introduce ourselves. Um, we have a couple questions and just some topics that we're going to talk about. We will do a recap of our first year. Um, and then at the end, we'll have Q&A from our um, submissions that we got from our RSVP. So this event was sponsored by ChemServe. ChemServe is a woman-owned business and a regional distributor of chemical raw materials and additives located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and sourcing our products globally. ChemServe maintains an on-premises warehouse, allowing quick order turnaround, closely monitored shipping, and the ability to customize orders to their client specifications, regardless of whether they are purchased by the truckload or by the bag. They service the case market, personal care, food, and paper markets. And I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our biggest supporters over the past year, Andy Nagel, the CEO of ChemServe. She has participated in panels, been our woman of the week, and just really helped us out in our um, you know, founding phase. So thank you so much, Andy, for all your support. We really appreciate it. So now Kylie and I will just use some time to introduce ourselves to you. So Kylie, do you wanna tell everybody about how we met? I am very excited too. So again, you guys, thanks so much for taking the time here, not only today, but over the last year. And I can't believe we're sitting here one year later with, it looks like we're, we're coming on 40 attendees just to learn a little bit more about us and the women in chemical story, but uh, really excited to share with you guys where we've been over the last 12 months. So um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Amelia and I used to work together closely as more of a account representative, sales representative, and sourcing professional relationship. Um, and that was actually very early on when I first entered the chemicals industry about three years ago. So Amelia was one of the, if not the first female account representatives that I met outside of my own company. Um, and so uh, it was super inspiring and super cool to see um, and get to know Amelia early on in, in my career and lean on her for, you know, not only advice in our, our professional relationship, but career-wise too. Um, and Amelia has maybe heard this once, but I used to tell my coworkers, you guys, whenever Amelia would be coming to town, that my favorite coolest, I want to be her sales rep is coming to visit me and meet with me. So um, we've come a long way, Amelia, and it's super cool to be by your side in this whole experience. I totally agree, Kylie. And when you say we come, we've come a long way, I can just only think back to those meetings that we used to have. And at the time I was a key account manager and I managed like the case industry. So coatings and adhesives and sold a bunch of products throughout that. And I just, I didn't know anything about what I was selling Kylie. And I remember like, 
thinking back on those meetings, what did we talk about? Like, I feel like in hindsight, I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah, I and <laughs> Amelia, I you did great. You knew more than you were you're thinking yourself. So I think each day at myself, I've even learned more about the chemicals industry too. And and when I talk to people that are considering entering the industry or new to the industry, there's always these questions of, okay, do you have a chemistry background? Are you are you coming from uh, a more technical experience? And the answer for me is at least no. So I, I hope it's helpful for some folks on the line to hear that, you know, you don't need to have a chemistry or a technical background to be successful in this space. Uh, and we want to create that visibility, but props to, and, and thank you to those that are from that background as well. Um, I think we've got a really diverse background of attendees and participants in our community. So uh, on that topic, Amelia, can you uh, kind of share with the community a little bit about what you do for work today? Sure. So I am currently a global product manager at WeGo Chemical Group. So we are a specialized um, distribution business globally. We have offices in Europe, in the U.S., and Latin America. And I manage the polyurethane categories. So a lot of construction chemicals, some adhesives, um, some stuff in that world as well. Uh, but this was a big change for me because the prior six years of my career was completely client facing and now I'm more supplier and uh, supply chain facing. So it's been a big learning experience. I've been here about a year, but I have a lot of respect now for the sourcing aspect of it, Kylie, because prior when I was just calling on you as a sales rep, I had no idea. So do you want to talk a little yeah. bit more about your sourcing experience? Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's uh a good way to segue into kind of understanding a little bit of how all of our roles can kind of connect and come together. So uh, I am going on just under year five with 3M in their corporate sourcing organization. Um, I, I joined as a global strategic sourcing analyst, and I have now sat under our chemicals sourcing team uh, for our U.S. and Canada region for about three years. Um, and while 3M is known for their most recently maybe and, and front and center N95s and COVID response, uh, and their post-it notes. Um, 3M actually also helps facilitate um, roofing granules. So those go into shingle production for construction. Uh, and what I do, you guys, from a sourcing perspective, is I manage about 95% of my portfolio falls within that roofing granules category, uh, our industrial minerals group. So uh, the coppers, the clays, the silicates, and the entire colorants portfolio falls under me today. So Anyone on the line listening now that wants to talk, uh, I have a lot to learn still, have a lot to share as well. So that's awesome. Perfect. And and where are you sitting today, Kylie? Yeah. So uh, home base for me, you guys, is uh, Minneapolis. I'm from the east side of Minnesota, uh, from the Stillwater area, for those that might be familiar. Uh, but today I am sitting in Denver, Colorado. Um, so I'm sitting here for the next three or so months just for some fun, a good change of scenery, change of pace. And I I think uh, one of the positive sides that COVID has brought to me, at least, is, is some more flexibility that helps me to or lets me to enjoy a new city. So I'm, I'm from Denver here today. How about you, Amelia? So I today I'm sitting at WeGo's headquarters in Great Neck, but I am in Brooklyn, that's where I live. Um, but I can't wait to come see you in Denver next month. So for everybody on the line, I have not seen Kylie in two years in person. Yep. So this will be our first time seeing each other since we 
started Women in Chemicals. So everything that we've done has been through hours upon hours of video calls, emails, text messages. Yeah. Amelia knows me very well from from the shoulder (laughs) up. I don't think she's seen my legs in a long time. Um, So another thing you guys might not know about Amelia and myself is that we connected a little bit as well when we first met uh, on the topic of uh, continued education. So Amelia and I are both pursuing our MBA. Uh, currently in the process. Amelia is nearly done. I am counting down the days in partnership with you. I wish I was with you. Um, Want to talk a little bit about your MBA experience, what you're studying, um, and what you may have, might have studied in your undergrad and, and how that's helped you so far? Yeah, perfect. So I studied chemistry in undergrad. I actually have my degree on the wall in my office. Um, my parents were able to get me through college with no college debt. And I in my opinion, that was the best gift they could have ever given me. I'm very proud of that. So hung my degree in my office. Um, and for my master's, I am studying um, supply chain and then just general management. And I go to NYU Stern. So every other Friday, Saturday, I'm in class from nine to five. So tomorrow I will be in class <laughs> from nine to five which in these very difficult supply chain times that has been really interesting, like going in and out of class because a truck broke down or who knows what. Uh, But it's been also a really awesome time to just pursue more education. I'm loving my experience. How has your experience been, Kylie? Yeah, so I am, this is my my tipping point. So I'm in my over, just over halfway uh, done semester of school. Uh, I am pretty stubbornly uh, headset on completing this in two years. Um, So I do anticipate completing the program before the end of 2022. Um, So I'll keep you guys up to date. Maybe you guys can keep me uh, honest about that moving forward and and be my motivation to finish that up in time. So um, I studied my undergrad in supply chain and operations management. um, And that brought me to the sourcing organization within 3M. Um, and with my uh, part-time uh, MBA program, I'm looking to do a, something a little bit different in terms of emphasis. So strategic management and marketing are looking to be the emphasis is that, is that a word uh, that I'm looking for? So um, it's been really great so far. Um, both, you know, excited to be done soon to have some more free time to focus more on work in women in chemicals and maybe pick up another hobby. Amelia, I don't know about you, but I don't know what I'm going to do with all this free time. Um, but it's been really good so far. So yeah, I always joke when school's over, it's going to be like having a part-time job, like right. to go home at the end of the day and just not have to read for three hours. Like Kylie, we're going to need two more hobbies. I know we're going to have to start <laughs> another nonprofit. Um, so Amelia, can you tell uh, our community a little bit about anything that you think might surprise us? Sure. So I thought pretty hard about this one because usually my thing that surprises people is that I work in chemical sales. Uh, Anytime I tell a random person that they're like, what, what does that mean? Uh, But I think all of you could share that experience. Um, So something else that surprises people about me is that I'm terrified of public speaking. Um, (laughs) I'm a very aggressively outgoing person, but like five people max is kind of my sweet spot. And I didn't realize this about myself until I started school. And like the first week of orientation, I got cold called by a professor 
and like started having the panic attack symptoms where like my brain was like, womp, womp, womp. And I like couldn't see straight. Um, so this experience of women in chemicals has been very much out of my comfort zone. And something like today is very much out of my comfort zone, but you know, got to work on our weaknesses. I appreciate that our community is very forgiving. I don't know if you guys remember on our first generation female, (laughs) essentially like the worst thing that could happen for someone terrified of public speaking happened. Um, and that's that my computer froze, but Kylie is a great partner and you handled it perfectly. And I will never be able to repay you for that. I was in full blown (laughs) panic mode. It takes a village. It does. And we learned a lot because now we always have the backup running. So I've got the backup slides for this just in case Amelia too, don't worry. Um, (laughs) What about you, Kylie? Something that surprises people. This is kind of my go-to. I think I need to think of a little one because I've been in retirement for some time, but um, I was a gymnast for 15 years. um, And I think that because it took so much time out of my childhood, it, it, there are skills that I carry with me as a result of it. Um, I think my ability to handle time management, kind of make sure I prioritize and get things done and, and needing to be organized to get those things done really stem from my experience with gymnastics, but, um, working in teams, traveling. It was, it's been a great experience and, and maybe my hobby I'll pick back up once school is over. Amelia's I'll start coaching again. I don't know, but uh, it's definitely something near and dear to my heart. That's so, such an interesting hobby. What was your best event? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I would say probably uneven bars. I can easily answer the event that I hated most. And that would be balance beam because it's terrifying. It is more of a mental game than anything you guys. Um, but I don't know, for those of you that watch the Olympics, it's still by far and I'm biased. It's, it's my favorite sport to watch, but um, yeah, good question. <laughs> it is the best sport to watch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you agree. Um, so Amelia, on the topic of finding new hobbies, can you tell us about what you are doing when you're not working or studying? Sure. So a kind of weird hobby myself, I've ridden horses um, for most of my life almost 20 years now. Uh, so I still have a horse and, and I enjoy riding my horse is about 10 minutes from the office. So that is the perfect lunch break. Um, when it's not freezing cold outside and especially in a stressful day, I will just head out of the office and go ride for an hour and come back. And I feel like a completely different person. Um, in addition to that, I have a dog. I have a Bernadoodle named Vivian. She is the light of my life. So I love taking her for walks. Um, I'm a big skier. Like I mentioned, Kylie and I will see each other for the first time on a ski trip here in about a month. Um, And I like to read. What about you, Kylie? So Amelia, I had no idea about the horse. So I have a lot to learn on that front. Super intrigued. I don't know that I've ever can say that I've ridden a horse myself. So maybe I have a lot to learn or a new hobby to pick up from you. Um, Skiing, on the other hand, while I am in Denver, you guys, I am a very beginning skier. It's been very humbling uh, the past couple weekends. Uh, I was just at a resort last weekend. I was at uh, Vail, and it, it was a very humbling experience. I'll tell you that. I loved it. I loved it, but uh, definitely on the beginner stages of the skiing. So while that is a new hobby, I would say that that is something I've recently picked up in my free time. Um, otherwise, I really enjoy small group fitness classes. Um, 
I try to find them everywhere I go. It helps me get a sense of community, just like this one. So uh, I've already found that here in my first three weeks of Denver, and that's been really great for me to adjust. So um, that's what I'm doing. Aside from working homework and trying trying new places here in Denver and and skiing and small fit, small group fitness. So. Um, Amelia, the next question that we've got here compiled, can you talk to us a little bit about what you perceive to be your biggest weakness? Yes. So I thought hard about being truly honest on this one and I'm going to do it because you guys are community. Um, my biggest weakness is definitely my temper. Um, and it's like so fear and ego and insecurity based. And I know that. But like in the moment, it's so hard for me to like step back and put space. So it's definitely something that I'm working on because I recognize that both professionally and personally, it is something that is holding me back, but it is hard in the moment. And especially with this past year of just being so stressed, but trying to meditate to give myself some of that mental space, trying to just learn some new techniques to, to manage myself a little bit better. What about you, Kylie? Well, firstly, I appreciate your kind of vulnerability and transparency there. I think that takes a lot. And I don't think that you're alone. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, You kind of hinted at this. And I think it's funny that we're both talking about it. But I would say my my biggest weakness, and and maybe I, I, I think I have two. One is significantly improved and one I need to pay more attention to. Before Women in Chemicals, you guys, public speaking was my biggest weakness. And so it's funny that Amelia has already kind of touched base on that. But I think that that's definitely something I'm realizing you get more comfortable with as you do it. Right. So uh, trying to really embrace that with Women in Chemicals and and with work, too, and school. Um, In terms of what's been top of mind for me, I think because of how reactionary we've had to be, uh, I, I work in supply chain with chemicals. So working in such a reactionary environment where it seems like we're drinking out of a fire hose every day. Um, I've gotten to really rely on more micromanagement over anything just to give me a sense of control. And so I think that, and it's something I'm definitely aware of, but something I definitely need to improve is, you know, the other side of that is how do you lean on your networks? How do you use your resources? How do you delegate? Uh, How do you, you know, trust others to be, a, you know, in control of, of what they need to be in control of. And that's not something that's easy for me. So definitely a work in progress there. I can relate to that very deeply as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So what is your personal goal for 2022? I think the biggest one for me uh, that comes to mind is finishing school. Um, so definitely I have that on, on my top of my list, uh, to, to kind of cross off and, and leverage moving forward. Um, but I think in addition to that, to, to fully embrace the relationships, I think that we're creating and fostering with women in chemicals. And we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more here as we review where we've been and how far we've come. Um, but I think that there is just so much opportunity and Amelia, before the call started, you, you had mentioned, you know, maybe this is women in chemicals year. This is where we blast off. This is where we really take advantage of, of this community and, and, and come together. So uh, really want to jump full speed ahead into that as well. How about you? So for me, graduating as well, 
Um, and then I try not to like set tangible goals because I make myself crazy about them. I feel like you're kind of like this too, Kylie. Like if we set a goal that it has to be achieved right now. Yes. Um, so something that I'm trying to do this year is just like have a theme. Cause I, do, I don't like new year's resolutions. Cause it like makes me a little bit too much. So my theme this year is just patience. And this is something that I've really had to practice with women in chemicals. And it honestly kind of speaks to our next kind of point that we wanted to talk about in, um, what is the hardest thing that you had to do for WIC? And for me, it was like embracing the process and not the outcome. So like we have all of these things that we know we want to do, but we're two people with full-time jobs and also pursuing school. And like in my head, like if Rome could be built in a day, I'm going to be the one that built it and (laughs) trying to embrace that. Like, we're going to have a mentorship program eventually, but it, it might not be right now because we're focusing on other things. We mm-hmm. want to have educational outreach. These things are on our docket, but it's not going to be right now. I'm kind of just allowing myself to embrace and appreciate how far we have come instead of constantly looking toward where we're going. That's something that I'm trying to embrace more. So patience is definitely a goal and kind of the, my theme for 2022. And that ties in with what the hardest thing that I've had to do for women in chemicals. And that's take a step back and really appreciate the process and the community we've built thus far and know that we are going to those places, but be okay that we're not there right now. So what is the hardest thing for you, Ben? Mm-hmm. So obviously it's easy to piggyback off of that. So I think for me, I really appreciate, and I haven't really thought about, you know, setting a theme versus goals. I really like that concept. Um, and you're very right in that if I'm going to say, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it, you know, probably as quick as possible for right or wrong. Um, so I like the theme aspect. Um, I think for me, the hardest thing that I've had to kind of adjust to for women in chemicals is being comfortable with asking for help, be it from, you know, asking for community engagement, asking for uh, speakers, asking for, and, and you do the bulk of this and, and I thank you for it, uh, but being comfortable for asking for sponsorship to continue our initiatives. Uh, and, and all of those things. I think it's just something that uh, because I haven't done it is still relatively uncomfortable. Um, and I think, again, the more you do it, the more comfortable it gets. And, and I think there's nothing wrong holistically with asking for help. I think it's to our benefit. So uh, I think that's been the biggest adjustment for me. So um, as we kind of wrap up this introduction, a, a little bit more personal about Amelia and myself, Amelia, can you share with our community uh, what you are most proud of with women in chemicals so far? Definitely the community that we've built and just hearing from individuals and people that we've met about experiences they've had either via their virtual networking pairing or a takeaway that they took from an event or just anything that resonated with you or drove you to do something that came from one of our women in chemicals events. So just for example, when we interviewed Rachel Luke for her woman of the week, she mentioned that a lot of people were encouraging her not to do her master's, but the women in our community encouraged her to do it. And that led her to believe that she could do it and that she would be fine and figure it out. And that was really powerful to hear. And I'm really proud that we 
have created a community and an outlet and a resource really for the women in our industry to continue striving and succeeding and failing and being picked up and just having support and community. What about you, Kylie? I struggle to, to follow up with that. My goodness. Um, I completely agree with you. I think it's hard to not be proud of every single thing or of the fact that we're sitting here today with, with all of you guys and with the platform uh, that we've created. So, um, and I think, you know, as we recap, as we jump into this next segment here of recapping where we've been, I mean, you'll just see the, the change, how dynamic this has been, how much support we've gained. It's been incredible. So there's not one thing that I can pinpoint as being most proud of because every single aspect of this is still, I'm still in shock about it all. It's been, it's been great. All right. So should we get into it? Our first year? Let's do it. Okay, perfect. So in October of 2020, at this point, I was working at the job that I had in between where Kylie was my customer and where I am now. Um, And I had been mentoring a, a woman who was in college at the time, and she wanted to get into um, textiles, but also the chemical applications on textiles and how those could be used. Um, she was inspired by the pandemic and the N95 masks. So Kylie helped me put her in touch with somebody that was on the technical side at 3M. And it was a really rewarding experience. And my mentee took away a lot from that and it felt really good. And so I reached out to Kylie via this email, very casually, (laughs) And just asked her, you know, would you be interested to start something like this? Um, That was a networking mentorship support program. And at the time I was already in my MBA program and we were virtual, we were hybrid, but we were primarily virtual at the time. We were missing that networking aspect. So one of my colleagues at school in my cohort had started a, um, a mixer pairing of sorts. So this is what our virtual mixer was completely based on. And it, um, am I sharing the right screen, Kylie? Yeah, you are. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and it was based on exactly what our virtual mixer is based on. And I thought, wow, this is a really good idea. I'm also missing networking opportunities at, in the industry and missing opportunities to meet women in the industry. Um, so Kylie and I, had a couple conversations about it, discussed it, and we decided that the virtual mixer pairing was going to be the first thing that we move forward with. So our call to the industry was this <laughs> very sophisticated LinkedIn post, uh, all capitals, yelling at you guys, women in the chemical industry. Um, and this was what got us started. So from this, we gathered about 40 women. Um, and we're actually going to start our first poll about how many women are currently in virtual networking. Um, and this will just show you guys really how much we've grown. So I think I launched the poll. Yep. Kylie, can you see the results? Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah. Our, our group is astute today. <laughs> All right. So I'll end it. Um, sharing the results. So you guys are right. We have about 151 today. Kylie, I'll let you yep. know. 
Yeah. And so what turned from the, the LinkedIn post on Amelia's LinkedIn page became an email from Amelia as well to those women, those original 40 or so women uh, that opted into this community with, with probably people they weren't familiar with in the industry. Um, probably because, you know, we were missing a sense of being connected, particularly escalated by COVID and the virtual nature that or the stay-at-home nature that COVID put us in. So um, we had 44 women respond here, and, and this was what started our now over 150 mixer pairing platform that still exists today for women in chemicals. Kylie, look at our old logo. The bottles. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the they've come a long way, and, and props again, and, and Sabrina will be getting many props. Um, throughout this, but we've had some great resources to help us uh, put some good marketing together. So definitely. Um, that logo was actually $10 on Fiverr. If anybody ever needs cheap marketing or <laughs> content creation, I highly recommend we used it for like a year. I actually don't know why I thought we needed a logo before we even started, but that I love it. <laughs> it was inspiration to what became our marketing and our website. I think it's great. Exactly. Okay. So our first initiative was virtual mixer pairings. Our second was our woman of the week um, newsletter. It has now evolved into a podcast. So for your second trivia question, we're asking who is our first woman of the week? All right. Our community is good. I'm impressed. I know. Me too. All of them have been great, but this one I feel like was especially, and I'm going to share the results, especially memorable for Kylie and I. One, because we were so nervous. So it was, <laughs> sorry, my, it was Megan Gluth Bowen. Um, we were so nervous for this one. Do you remember, Kylie? Um, I think I've mentally blocked the nerves and, and the, the memory from my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what I thought was going to happen because we were recorded on a Zoom, but like I could not get it together. But you did great. So props <laughs> to you. Um, <laughs> our, our Women in Chemicals, Diane Sawyer over here. Um, <laughs> since then we have interviewed 25 women in our industry. Um, like I said, this has evolved into a podcast. So it is on Apple podcasts. It's on audible. It's on Spotify. So wherever you get your podcast and this initiative, it's probably my favorite, honestly, just to give visibility and give voice to women in the industry. Um, and aside from evolving into a podcast, our design has evolved quite substantially. And I give that all to Kylie, who does all of our marketing and all of the write-ups that you see posted on our LinkedIn. Um, but let's just revisit some favorites, should we? <laughs> I don't know if I want to recap the marketing of, of the early days, but our leads. Uh, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit <laughs> I've learned a lot. <laughs> I'm not a marketing professional, you guys, but um, I hope you've at least gotten something out of, of some of these write-ups here. This is when we started to get a little bit more, you know, sophisticated. Um, and I bring us to today's, which is gorgeous, beautiful, right on theme. So great job with that, Kylie. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you very much. So um, our next big initiative, you guys, which has been such a treat for us, has been our Generation Female panels and webinars. So um, you'll see that Amelia's launched another poll here. If you guys remember what our first one is, it's up on the screen now, but um, you'll, you'll see what our, our first Generation Female was. Again, the leaves, Kylie, you really killed it. Yes, you can tell that they're all coming from the same platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to end the poll here. It looks like everybody loved the panel on managing burnout. Um, I really love that one too. I feel like we were really all in it at the time. We'd been like a year into these mm -hmm. supply chain crises. Such a timely topic. Um, all of our panelists for that one also were so prepared and it was great dialogue. I think so too. Super relatable. Uh, and that's kind of what I think I get most out of a lot of our women in chemicals conversations, our interviews, our, our connects and everything. It's, it's more informal and super, you know, just it's a networking connection thing. It's a sense of, you know, I'm not alone here. And I think that that managing burnout generation female did just that, at least for me. Absolutely. And if anybody has any topic ideas for future ones, please feel free to shoot us an email. So helpful to get some of these um, topics. I mean, we brainstorm what we're interested in, but we want to know what you guys are interested in too. Um, so I'm going to launch our next trivia question and it's who was our first corporate sponsor? And I feel like this one was huge uh, for Kylie and I's confidence and also for our resolve because it allowed us to understand that we were one being taken seriously and that people within the industry believed in our mission and that it was echoed. Um, what was your experience with that, Kylie? I think so too. Um, I think, and I just, I, again, I'm still in awe and I can't believe that we're, we're at the point where we at, where we're at today in terms of corporate sponsorship. Um, and again, I look forward to 2022 to see where this launch keeps taking us. Sure. Me too. I'm going to share the results. You guys got this one wrong, but we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our first corporate sponsor was Blue Palette. Um, I want to give a special shout out to their chief marketing officer, George. He has helped us in so many ways um, that I can't even describe. Before George, we were sending no invoices for our corporate sponsor for our sponsorships for events. We would just email people and then ask them to send us a check. I don't know why anybody would send us a check with no invoice. So everybody who trusted us and just sent checks, thank you also to you. Um, it was also George's idea for us to um, turn Woman of the Week into a podcast. He has been really, he connected us with our website developer. So yep. George, if you hear this, I want you to know what an impression you've made on Women in Chemicals and in giving us our first corporate sponsorship. Um, so I'm next going to move on to all the sponsorships that we've had. And I love this slide. I think it's so amazing. Um, so we now have four corporate <laughs> sponsors and then we've had 18 event sponsors from 18 separate organizations. Um, and thank you so much to everybody who's believed in us, believed in our mission. You've allowed us to continue putting on these events, paying for the platforms that we use. Um, and it's just been really special to get to connect with all of these organizations. Amelia, you said it 
you said it so well. We're, we're, no, I just want to reiterate my thanks. I think that it is unbelievable to look at this slide. And this is something that, you know, again, Amelia and I both hold very near and dear to, to both of us, but it's so cool to see this all in a one-stop shop to take a look at the impact that everyone has had on where we're at with women in chemicals. We wouldn't be here without it. So thanks everyone. Perfect, which brings us to another update uh, that happened not too long ago, uh, which is crazy to think about, but uh, the, the notification on the screen is our uh, legal counsel notifying us that our 501c3 status was approved and that happened end of August. Um, so, and, and that was announced on our socials at that point, um, but a good, another huge step forward in, in the women in chemicals community and the platform that we've created today and hope to continue further. So I think this slide has another poll associated with it. Amelia, do you want me to speak on behalf of the website first or? Yeah, speak on the website first. Okay, so not but a week after we got our nonprofit status. Um, I do think the website was ready to launch pre-nonprofit status, but we waited so that we could launch it in parallel. Um, our website was created. Um, and I think this is such a, a tangible, you know, representation of our success. And this is one of the coolest things for me, uh, something that I was able to show friends, family, the LinkedIn community, um, refer people to in the one-stop shop, uh, really get a grip of what Women in Chemicals is all about. So this day, um, and, and this resource is, is monumental to Women in Chemicals. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to give our community <clears throat> kind of a peek behind the curtain on some of the processes that went into creating the website and, and our <laughs> personalities and dynamics, because I felt like this experience showed us mm -hmm. exactly like who we are. So in our first meeting, our website developer, Sabrina, who was amazing, um, basically asked us to all tell her what we liked, what we didn't like, what our preferences were. And Zilka, our third member of our board of directors, is so definite and sure of her opinions. I'm so envious of it. Like she knows what she likes and she just speaks it as fact. So she would, she sent a couple of resources, like, this is what I want. This is what I definitely don't want. And then Kylie, like, I feel like you're more measured. So you were like, these would be nice to have things. These are things we should have, but like, kind <laughs> of whatever, very pragmatic. And I'm just like very quick to action and not necessarily always like immensely analytical or thoughtful. So I sent Sabrina about 40 on related links that were just like, this looks cool. And this is fun. Um, and she somehow <laughs> was able to come back with mood boards that combined all of our respective, like feedback that not, we had no feedback for her. That was negative. We were like, this is yeah, amazing. It was, it was pretty much what you're seeing on the screen, which blows my mind. It speaks to her talent. So, um, she, she, she did it. She did a great job. Amazing. Um, okay, so I'm going to launch our next trivia question. Where was our first in-person event? All right, everyone knows this one. <laughs> it's a runaway. All I'm right, still impressed. N and share. 
Um, so yes, it was at NACD annual, but I do believe we're working on setting something up for AFPM this year. So if you'll be down there, keep your eyes out for an email about a potential AFPM meetup. Um, and we're hoping to start doing live meetups at some of these other shows. Um, ACS is coming up pretty quickly. So I don't know if we'll do one this year, but in the future, um, that one, Chemicals America on our radar. If there's any shows that you definitely attend and you'd like to see a Women in Chemicals meetup at, please email us and, and we'll look into arranging something. Uh, Kylie and I might not necessarily be there, but if you're there and you want to be the host or whatever, we'll, we'll find somebody on our board that can help. Um, we'll definitely look into that. So stop sharing the poll and go to our next, oh, next slide. So here's a picture of our first meetup at NACD annual. It was so fun. It was very low key. We just told everybody to meet at a bar at a certain time. Um, and I feel like this made it really real for me for the first time, getting to meet everybody that we've kind of exchanged emails with um, and people that I hadn't really gotten to know very well yet. Um, and I remember I traded numbers with Caroline Thomas. I see her on this call today. And she texted me just asking to get lunch the next day. And that was my favorite part of NACD was getting lunch with you and just discussing our experiences in the industry. And I think, well, the meetup was my favorite part. I'm sorry, Caroline, but that was my very, very close second. Um, uh, but I feel like that just showed like what our community is all about, just getting to have a moment with each other and really getting to know each other. And now I feel like I always have a friend at any show she's at in her location. It's just so nice. Which brings us kind of nearly to, to the end of our, our year and, and milestones almost here. So uh, what's on the screen here is, is our first Women of the Week live event. So what we're doing today is a, is a live rendition, a virtual live rendition of uh, some of our activities that we've been doing over the year. Um, but you'll see just, a, I think this is a part of our small group networking that happened after the session um, but, but these have been so great. And I think we've done a three more since this one, and we've got one, uh, planned for every month. So feel free to join us. The small group networking is super informal afterwards. Um, but again, it just, it gets, uh, everyone together and gives us a chance to chat and relate and, and share, you know, our experiences based on what we've heard from, uh, the, the person being interviewed for, for that month. So it's been really great. And we've got a lot more coming, uh, of these. So. And then finally, um, this year we sat our inaugural ally advisory board and advisory board. So our advisory board is all women. Our ally advisory board is all men. And we have um, meetings with them kind of just to discuss what we're doing, our programming strategy. They've been so immensely helpful in ideas and giving us honest feedback, which sometimes hurts, but ultimately makes our WIC community stronger and better. Um, so I just want to give a big thank you to everybody that's sitting on our boards. Um, your impact has been immense and I look forward to continuing to work together. So now we're going to head into our Q and A. I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to make it so that we can unmute. And I believe our first question is from Beth Campbell. Hi ladies. First, Hi Beth. 
I have to say, it has been such a pleasure just getting to know the two of you on, on a totally different level than, than what I have experienced over the last few months. Um, and I'm fairly new to the community, but I want to say, I'm going to preface my question by saying you have accomplished so much in one year. I think it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so with that being said, my name is Beth Campbell, um, as Amelia just mentioned. Um, I'm the Human Resource Manager at Barnes um, here in, in North America, and I have responsibility for our entire North American team uh, for HR in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Um, and my question, ladies, um, I, I think I kind of know the answer maybe, but um, over the last 12 months, when you sort of look back at all that you've accomplished, would you say that Women in Chemicals is where you hoped it would be or where you expected it to be? Ellie, do you want to answer? Go ahead, Amelia. <laughs> um, for me personally, it's like so far beyond my wildest dreams. I like our first mixer pairing, I thought we would do mixer pairings on a biweekly basis and maybe we'd get a hundred people. And I remember when we passed that hundred person mark, I was shocked. Um, I would say that our first live event, our first generation female panel was like a shot in the dark. Like I proposed it to Kylie and she was like, yeah, okay, that'd be cool. And then we, at like, I don't know that we ever went in with like a full thoughtful strategy. We just, we did our best. I don't even know how to describe, but it is so much more than I ever could have imagined. And it has really given me confidence for what this can become. And I think that's the most exciting thing. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I cannot believe. And if I wish we asked this question right when we started Amelia, like, what do you think this will be in 12 months? Cause it'd be really funny to compare where we're at. Um, again, beyond anything I could have imagined. And I think that it's, it's because of everyone that's here, everyone that's part of the community. And um, again, we've got a lot to learn, but I think that we learn with every event that we put on every connection that we make. And like you said, Amelia, that first generation female, that first woman of the week, they're all learning experiences for us. Um, and, and to have even now our ally and advisory boards to lean on and, and to throw ideas at and, and get some honest feedback on even more immensely helpful as well. Uh, and we ask the same for you guys too. So any feedback is welcome feedback for us because this is for, for us all. Um, and so we want to do something that's value add always. So again, always learning, but cannot believe. And, and so thankful to be sitting here. Good question, Beth. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think we're going to ask Jen Jusin to unmute next and ask her a question. All right, ladies. So I'm actually going to push you not just 12 months, but 10 years from now. So 10 years from now, what would you like women in chemicals to look like? Okay, I'm going to kick it off. And I know, Amelia, knowing your personality, Amelia, I know that you've got all these ideas. So I, I'm excited to hear what you've got to say. So um, you hinted at a little, Amelia, we want to do more educational outreach. I'm really excited to do that from uh, high schools, middle schools, universities. We want to engage in, in your guys' alma maters, where you guys are alumna. Um, we want to engage uh, with the community, provide the visibility at you know a young age to understand and, and show uh, young women that there is a place, uh, in the industry for them. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity, lots of diverse roles in the, in the industry. Um, and again, Amelia, you touched on it as well. We want to do a, a pretty rigorous mentorship program, but to be able to do that and to be able to do that, right. It takes time. Um, so bear with us, be patient with us, but Jen, I do, I do by 10 years anticipate that that will exist. 
How about you, Amelia? So my aspirations on this one are like probably near delusional. Um, (laughs) This is why I saved you for for last. (laughs) But, you know, I just want to have a global community spanning all regions, Europe, APAC, LATAM, thousands of women in all different types of roles. I want to be able to have subsets and focus groups of regionally based and and role-based. I want to have a WIC conference. We like joke about this a little bit, Kylie, but I, I want to have a trade show or a conference. I think that would be so awesome to connect on like a really macro level. Mm-hmm. Um, you touched on mentoring and educational outreach. That's huge. I want to have global live events like in person. I think that would be so cool. And just the, the big theme is just making impact in our industry. Mm-hmm. I, I want the women in our organization and the women that come into our industry after us to not have the experience that I had when I came into the chemical industry of feeling like maybe this isn't the right industry for me. I'm never going to get the roles I want. There's nobody that looks like me. I want that to not happen anymore. Um, And whether that's through our programs or our community or whatever, I just, I want to make industry impact. So Thank you, Jen. That was a great question. That made me really think too. All right. So for our next question, we are going to ask Meg Gluth Bowen to unmute. Good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you are. I'm going to take my question um, to base it sort of on information that you've gathered in this process from the feedback that you've gotten and the information contacts you have with women, what would you say are the biggest barriers to entry or some of the hurdles that necessary or unnecessary that younger women, younger not being an age question, but maybe an age of time in the industry, those just getting here, that they face coming into this industry? I can kind of maybe breach the subject. Um, I think there's two things and I'll make reference to uh, Jean's latest speaking engagement with women in chemicals. So Jean Zappia came to speak with us and share with us her experiences not too long ago. Um, And she mentioned a story about how she didn't get a position that she thought she was going to get because she didn't make it known that she wanted that position, I believe. Um, And I think so one side of it is a barrier to entry might even, and I'll speak for myself, might be myself, not making it known that, you know, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm interested in. How do I do that? Um, so so that's, a, that's a big piece for me. That is a recent realization. Um, but I also think we talk a lot in our, our interviews, our Women of the Week interviews about um, how we want to be able to be engaged, but I think that there's a confidence piece that's missing there. Um, and we see this confidence in maybe our male counterparts that we feel a little bit uh, personality wise and maybe just like our life experiences that we shy away from a little bit. So um, kind of breaching the barrier a little bit, but I think what we speak to the most in our women in chemical interviews is creating visibility for other women that are, you know, entering into this industry. So we need to show other women that are new to the industry that we're here, right? And that's exactly why we're here. And it's so cool to see this group right here. Um, But I think that we need to vocalize that. We need to echo that. We need to, you know, expand that as much as we can and create that visibility. And I think that 
you know, some of these 10 year initiatives might be not too far off with, you know, educational outreach and, and mentorship and things like that. So all good things, all really excited. How about you, Amelia? I completely support everything you said. I, the visibility, like speaking to my own experience, the visibility was huge for me. I was on an all male team. Um, and there were no women in the executive suite of any of the four companies I've worked at, but even in just decision-making roles. So Meg, I loved that you submitted this question because meeting you was really a pivotal moment for me in my career. It was the first time I saw a female executive in the chemical industry, and that was five years in. And that's a shame that I went five years in my career with never seeing a female executive. So I think the visibility is huge. And I love that our platform, I think there's a lot of networking opportunities out there where you get to network with your own peers. So it's executives with executives and you know, junior uh, associates with junior associates. And what I love most about our platform is it's random. You get to network with who you get randomly assigned to from Excel. Um, and I think that's really important because it adds a lot of perspective. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other thing I think is just a lack of support and inclusivity. And that was something I personally faced myself. I just didn't feel like I could fit in. And Jean talked about this a little bit as well, that she went to a client and they expected someone to take her to the strip club, or they expected a sales rep to take her to the strip club. I didn't have it that severe, but I have gone on more fishing trips than I would ever care to describe. Um, and been invited golfing. And every single time I'm like, okay, so maybe chemicals is just not it. Um, but this community has really changed my mind about that. And I'm really thankful for that. And I think that we're helping to kind of minimize that barrier. At least I hope so. Thank you, Meg. I appreciate your question, your partnership. Okay. So our next person is Amy Everhart. Thank you. Um, ladies, great job. I really, um, for some of us, I, some of us have been around for a long time and I can tell you this is really a warm welcome to our industry and let's not talk about strip clubs today, but that <laughs> certainly is gone. Those days are gone. But um, that being said, what do you think companies in the chemical industry, particularly um, male dominated, which most of them are, what, what can they do to better attract female talent to their companies? I think Amelia, you've spoken to this a lot. So I want to, I want to maybe give you an opportunity to speak to your thoughts around this, around kind of that flexibility aspect that you've touched on and even more. Yeah. So I definitely think that especially post COVID benefits give a whole new meaning. Uh, there's, there's just a whole new level of importance on the benefits that companies offer um, and specifically a little bit of more flexibility to work from home. We've had a lot of conversations with women on our Women of the Week where they either decided to leave their job or stay based on the childcare flexibility that they were given. Mm -hmm. um, and I know Kylie and I are not quite at that age, but we're entering the time in our lives where we want to be thinking about maybe starting families in five to 10 years. Um, and that's something that I think about all the time. And it's one of the reasons I did an executive program for my MBA. I didn't want to give up that two critical years of my career and to go to mm -hmm. school. 
So it was a way to have both. Um, and I think that companies like need to start thinking about more flexible working aspects, ways like even flexible working hours, locations. I'm really jealous of Kylie. She gets to sit in Denver today. So that's cool. Um, and then also visibility, I think is huge um, in the way that they're recruiting, the messaging that they're giving out. Um, when I worked at my last job, we were hiring for somebody to be like in between a customer service rep and a sales rep, um, kind of to just be a like an inventory manager and, and help manage supply chain. And I remember we had advertised the job as like a business manager, product business manager. We were only getting mail applications. And then we advertised the job as sales support. And we were only getting female applications. And that made me realize like we also need to be very cognizant in some of these hiring practices and the ways that we're trying to connect with applicants um, on how we're wording and, and reaching out and speaking to the opportunities. That's so interesting. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit and think on that one. I think yeah. there's a lot that could. Because <laughs> support would fit right in with what we're, our positions in these companies, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And what I have another question for you guys. What impact do you think that this group will have um, on attracting women into our industry? I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think, you know, point blank, Amy, the visibility aspect, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I also think maybe the networking or the connecting and the relationship building within the industry is immense here, uh, specifically for females in the industry. So not only are we creating a space where there's, you know, a significant community of, of women from many industries, 10 years, roles, experiences within this community. Uh, but we have the chance to connect each other, right. And, and provide opportunities or learnings and talk about that and, uh, help each other out. So, yeah. um, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for your question. Okay. So next is Betsy Heck. Hi, everyone. I'm Betsy Heck from uh, the Catalyst business at Clarion. I'm a head of sales in Americas. And um, clearly, you all have spent a lot of time building up women in chemicals over the last year, um, hearing that you're taking on MBA programs on top. Uh, a lot of juggling there of time commitment. So I'm curious, how have your employers embraced you taking on this leadership role and, and any support that they've offered to you? Sure. I'll try to be quick. I know we're at the top of the hour here. So uh, 3M has a, a 15% time culture that they've created that's existed for some time, but I think it's been very dynamic over the last two years and how we see that uh, come to life, right? So from a technical perspective, people might have perceived that as more as working on your own projects and initi initiatives in the lab. But for me, uh, that used to be recruiting efforts uh, for our sourcing organization, but has more recently became women in chemicals efforts, right? And so I did see a couple of even my team members joining this call and, and joining us on a lot of our efforts with women in chemicals, including my boss. Um, she's very involved in women in chemicals and advertising that for our teams as well. Um, so, so my teams know about it. My goal, and I was talking to Amelia about this just before, is to get further engagement corporate-wide, company-wide with 3M and women in chemicals. So I'm starting that initiative here in 2022. Yeah, my company has fully embraced it. Um, 
right after I pitched the idea of virtual networking to Kylie, I reached out to them and they have done basically everything they could to support us um, from the ground up. They put up the first 5K to pay for our 501c3, um, which I appreciate so much. Our VP of operations sits on our ally board. They continue to be corporate sponsors. They have put us on their website, which if any of you have access to adding the Women in Chemicals copy to your website, we really appreciate that. Um, but they've been really so supportive. And I don't know if you can see the sign in the background, but after we got our 501c3, they made this sign and it's the WeGo logo and the Women in Chemicals logo. And they made that just to uh, show their partnership to us and their ongoing support and kind of symbolize that. So something I really appreciated. Thank you for that question. Okay. So I think as we wrap up here, there was one last question and it was uh, from Annie Stender. I know she can't join today, but she asked as a new joining member, what are the most helpful and impactful ways to participate and support the program? Um, and I think this is really something we should just quickly touch on as we wrap up here. Um, and I made a quick list and I'll just run through them quickly. The first is to engage. So participate in your mixer pairing, participate in the events, um, post about us on LinkedIn, tell your colleagues, your industry friends, your customers, your suppliers, as much engagement as possible. We just want to get the women in chemicals name out there and offer a resource to everybody. Um, we are always looking for speakers, whether for our woman of the week podcast topics for our generation, female additional events. So any speaker opportunities that you have or people you want to recommend, please send us an email. Um, sponsorship is also always something you're looking for. So if your company wants to sponsor an event, a podcast episode, please reach out to us. We're happy to give the details. Um, and then finally, I'm actually, I think that's it. Do you have anything, Kylie? No, I think you covered it well. And if there's any questions, you guys just know that Amelia and I are absolutely a resource. We might just, we're, we're not just the face. We're, we're part of this community too, and we want to help. So reach out anytime. All right. Well, as we wrap up, I want to just thank our sponsor one more time, ChemServe, um, and our corporate sponsors. So thank you everybody for joining. And we appreciate you being part of our community in our first year. We'll look forward to seeing you back here next year.